Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Bob Getty, Kelly Sander, Dalton Stanford Esquire, broadcasting from the First Bank Studio here in Hattiesburg. And it is the Wednesday edition of the Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us around the state this afternoon. This segment sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, the proud supporters of Southern Miss and the Eagle Hour. You can enjoy their delicious fall-off-the-bone ribs, hickory smoked brisket, all kinds of good food. They cook it fresh every day in their restaurants here in Hattiesburg and Laurel. And in your hometown, no doubt, they'll also cater any event, large or small. So the next time you have something special, just sit back, Kelly, Santa, and let Dickey's do the cooking. And, you know, the, the in Hattiesburg, it's right between – Fourth Street Extension and Highway 98. You know, you have to cut mm-hmm. through there to Dickies. Right. So every time I have to make that transition from Fourth Street to 98 or vice versa, right. I'll go by Dickies and roll down the window and smell it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, awesome. I hear, you. I hear you. That's good stuff. Dickies Barbecue Pit. And uh, we again thank them very much for their support. Al Holder is going to be joining us a little later in the show. Of course, if you listen on a regular basis, you know he is our go to guy when it comes to Southern Miss athletes playing professional baseball. He has an update for us, Kelly, and uh, Al works hard at this, and he'll be filling us in a little later in the show. Well, we better check in with him because at his age, we don't know how much time he's got left. Well, that's exactly right. I'll be sure to pass that along to him when we we get him on the air. So we always look forward to our conversations with Al. Excuse me. Also been looking forward to this conversation because we have the new Southern Miss softball coach on the show with us this afternoon. Uh, Brian Levan uh, comes to us uh, from Belmont University. A lot of excitement uh, surrounding uh, his uh, his arrival at Southern Miss and uh, the good things that we undoubtedly think he's going to do for the softball program. So, uh, Coach, it's good to have you on the show and uh, good to have you here at Southern Mississippi. Well, thank you. I'm thrilled to death to be mm-hmm. here. And, and uh, my wife and I are excited to be part of the Hattiesburg community, and uh, we're, we're, we're really Really fired up about uh, being part of the Southern Miss family for sure. Well, good, Coach. Take us back to how all this started when you were first approached and, uh, you know, what led to you being named the head coach here? Well, um, I was at Belmont University there in Nashville for three years and um, did a pretty good job of trying to turn that program around. They they were they had some lean years in the past and um, looking to take a next step, and I seen the Southern Miss job pop open and uh, – I put in some uh, paperwork for it, got a hold of uh, some of the people in the committee a little bit. And uh, uh, next thing you know, they reached out to me, and and it it, it just happened quick. What was it about the Southern Miss job that that, uh, made you interested? Well, there's several things. You know, I think the the fact that they've had a winning tradition here uh, back in 99, 2000, they went to the World Series and proved they could play on a national level. Uh, I know Conference USA, in terms of the conference itself, is a winnable conference. I mean, it's pretty wide open. There's not any real dynasties there, so to speak. There's, there's usually a few teams that are at the top there, but uh, it's winnable. Uh, the re- 
resources here seem to be, you know, uh, uh, very good. And, and one of the things I think that was really a, a, a selling point for me was the fact of the community involvement in the program itself and, you know, how Hattiesburg just, you know, puts their arms around the athletic department here. And it's uh, everywhere you go, there's a logo, and it's, it just seems like a fun place to be. Does, does it? seem like there will be some culture shock involved though coach levan coming from nashville because it seems like everybody you talk to is moving to nashville instead of away yeah. from nashville that's true you know i mean uh, nashville is a city and you know a lot of people are going there uh, and the traffic will tell you that <laughs> but uh but yeah it's a it's a popular place to go but um you know talking about how the how the community puts their arms around it the you know, I haven't had that in the past from a coaching standpoint. I was in St. Louis and then in Nashville, and I've always been trying to get back to something like that. I went to a little school in Nebraska, uh, and 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 I, I just love that environment where where uh, it's 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 basically you know, hey, this is our baby. We don't have any other choices. We got Southern Miss, and that's who we're putting our uh, arms around, it in, and that's who we're supporting. And um, I just love that to be able to have that. So still obviously very early in your tenure, but whatever you're comfortable sharing with us, what does your punch list look like right now? Some of the top three or four things you'd like to get accomplished most immediately? Well, most of me, I think in the fall, you know, it's going to be uh, a time for us to really evaluate the talent we have. It looks like it's a pretty talented group of young ladies, so we're excited about that. You know, and then uh, from that, we're going to just try and build culture, you know, build a culture that's conducive to winning and, uh, from there, you know, I'm, I I think that uh, uh, I was hired to win conference championships, so that's 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 the number one thing I'm going to try and accomplish. In your coaching career, as time has evolved, it seems like when when you have opposite gender coaches and players, and that so, it sometimes can be kind of a tough situation, particularly in the political climate we're in, when you, know, you can't say certain words and people just seem to get their feathers ruffled now when they didn't used to. Have you had to change in any way that you approach your job because of the, the political landscape? Or does that have any place at all in sports? Um, you know, I, I think I've evolved, yeah. I, I was a, uh, you guys probably know some of my history, but I was a Green Beret for 15 years. So, um, you know, being in the Army and having that type of, uh, that, that type of leadership uh, given, given to me and then, you know, later being a leader, um, I've learned through the years that uh, as I've coached also that, um, it's really more about winning the heart behind the jersey than it is anything else. So I think, I think building relationships and and um, you know, being a person that uh, players can confide in and trust, I think is unbelievably important. Change from when I played. You know, when I played, there was a lot of blind obedience, and uh, that that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. So as a coach, you got to evolve and, and, and change with the times as well. It's neither good nor bad, I think, but. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, you do have to change. The new women's softball coach at Southern Miss, Brian Levan, is with us here on the Eagle Hour. Coach, when you look at your resume, uh, you certainly have turned every program around where you've been. Is there any any particular uh, things on your skill set list that, that leads to that? What, what would you say have been the main factors in your consistent ability to get things turned around? Again, I think it's, it, it, you know, as Coach K said at Duke, you know, I think that, that culture is everything and, and character is everything. So, um, we do. We really try to do a good job of, uh, of uh, doing some sustainment and building a character with the people that are in our programs. And with that, you know, that character is what drives that process that leads to success. So, 
you know, if you don't have character, people are not going to get up in the morning and, and, and work hard. They're not going to do, you know, take the extra cuts. They're not going to do those type of things. So, I think it, it, the central figure of trying to get any any program turned around is uh, is getting them to understand that how much character matters, not only just as an individual, but as part of the team and, and team culture that you're building. Coach, that's quite a transition from being a Green Beret to a women's softball coach. How did that happen? Well, it, it goes back, you know, um, uh, back to when my wife uh, was my girlfriend at the time, and she mm-hmm. played uh, fast pitch softball in college at that little school we went to, and uh, it kind of introduced me to the game. And then, I, as a college baseball player in the summers, I would stay on the, on the campus. And uh, a buddy of mine on the baseball team, he his dad had a had a fast pitch team, and they get in tournaments, and I ended up playing in the summer a little bit. Uh, so I kind of fell in love with the game in terms of that. And then when we had children, my daughter, uh, she wanted to, and heavily she wanted to play softball, so we got her involved and um, just kind of got into coaching in that way. And then uh, about, about, I would say, about five years in before I retired from the service, um, I really made my mind up that's what I wanted to do and, and started pursuing it. Right. Now, Coach, you're coming to a university where baseball is very rich, a lot of support, lots of enthusiasm for the baseball program here, as I'm sure you already knew, or if you didn't, you've you've learned since you got here. Uh, can you feed off of that? I mean, can you can you take that kind of love that there is between the baseball fan base and the program here, and and maybe translate that over some to the softball program? Yeah, I'm hoping that's the case. I mean, I think if uh, you know anybody that 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 loves baseball, which it looks like people in Hattiesburg just do. And, and, and the program's been really, really good there. And, uh, you know, that's a testament to what Coach is doing over there. But um, I think, you know, if you love baseball, you'll love softball. I mean, it's uh, there's so much similar. Softball's a little quicker game, I think. But uh, but I think being able to get out and, and get the baseball games when I can, you know, and, and get to meet people and get out in the community and talk to folks, I think that uh, – I think we'll gain support in that way. How much time, Coach, have you had to, to spend with the players that uh, you're going to be coaching? Well, I've, I've actually been back and forth between uh, between St. Louis and here right now. My, my mother-in-law is going through some, some, some uh, health issues, so I've been going back and forth. And uh, actually the, the softball team's having a camp out at, out at the field now. And so – I've got out there a couple of days here and met with some of the players. Um, I called them all on the phone. Uh, they just seem to be incredible young women, and, and we're really excited to get started with them. All right, Coach, hang on. we got a short three-minute break. Got a couple more questions for you before we let you go. Is that good? Yeah, sure. All right, talking to the new softball coach at Southern Miss, Brian LeVan. He'll be right back. Other side of the break, you're listening to the Eagle Hour. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. 
Welcome back to the Eagle Hour, everybody. Bob, Kelly, and Dalton at the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg this afternoon broadcasting the Wednesday edition of the Eagle Hour. We're visiting with the new softball coach at Southern Miss, Brian Levan, and uh, we're going to resume that conversation here in just a moment. A quick reminder, this segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. Great selection of Southern Miss apparel, household items, all sorts of cool stuff. With that USM logo, you can get it online at campusbookmart.net or, of course, at their store on Hardy Street. And uh, I guess it'd be getting close to time to buy and sell textbooks. Esquire would know more about that than me, but uh, they do that at Campus Bookmart. Third week in August, I think they go back to school, don't they? Uh, I think think Southern goes back before William Uh. Carey does. And Esquire, while we have your mic turned on here, remind people of where all they can hear the Eagle Hour. Well, uh, of course, you can listen to it right now, live on uh, 97.3 and 99.3 here on the Super Talk Network. Or, after the fact, you can go online and look at uh, the Super Talk website, which will link us to your sound, to our SoundCloud page. You can also find the podcast on Spotify, Google Play Music. You can find it on the iTunes podcast app and as well on Stitcher that we update those every day, and you can go back and listen on demand. As well as our Super Talk station in Macomb and our ESPN, big 50,000-watt ESPN station up in my home part of the state, Kelly Sanders, Mississippi Delta. Today, the state, tomorrow, the world. The world. All right. (laughs) We'll resume our conversation with our new softball coach, uh, Brian Levan. All right, Coach, thanks for hanging around. So, uh you have a lot of success in the Ohio Valley Conference uh, at your previous university. Now you move to Conference USA. So here's a, I have a, a kind of a layman's question. Is softball softball? Do you teach the same things in Conference USA that you teach in the Ohio Valley Conference or that you would teach in the ACC, whatever? Is the game the same no matter where you're playing it? Yeah, it is. It, it's, uh, it's the same game no matter where you're playing it. Now, I will tell you that uh, – when I was coaching in the uh, NPF with the Akron Racers, the professional league there for, for three summers, uh, it was a little different there in terms of uh, how I went about it because I felt that uh, the players there were pretty fundamentally sound in everything they did. So it was more of a, a, a working on the X's and O's and the tactics a little bit more so. But I think any college you go to that uh, you have a system and things that you like to coach and it really doesn't change much. Right. Now, you, you're you obviously replacing Wendy Hogue. Uh, had a lot of success here. You know, kids are kids, Coach, and I, I guess all those kids that are coming back used to Coach Hogue. That's who brought them here. That's who they played for. Now they have a new coach, and the new coach is a guy. So how, what would you have to do to – integrate yourself, for lack of a better term, into the culture that these kids have created and get the most out of them? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, I, I think that's a fair question in terms of that, but I, I would also say that you know, there's a pretty unique um, unique relationship between softball players and their dads. I don't know that that's just uh, – something that I've, I've witnessed and even I've had a, a former athletic director tell me that but um, you know um, I don't I don't think it matters you know female male as long as you're you're a caring person and you know I kind of go by the old cliche that you know no one cares how much you know so they know how much you care so mm-hmm. I think they know that you care about them as a person and uh, you know not just as a player but as, as, as a person and, 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 and love them and, and 
in the caring of them, they're going to go to great lengths for you. Well, uh, let me tell you what you are right about. You're talking to a longtime softball dad, and <laughs> and there is there is a really special relationship between young women that that choose to do that and their fathers and. I think you make an excellent point about that, Coach. Coach, I want to ask you about recruiting. With the advent of social media, I've never seen a culture that is so consumed in promoting themselves. I mean, oh, video of this on YouTube. I got a base hit. Here's the video. You can see it. Right. So, so with the advent of social media, how has that changed the complexion of recruiting? Well, it, it has. And, and uh, you know, there is a lot of that. Uh, you know, I think what's happened, too, is the fact that uh, every player seems to have their own pitching coach and their own hitting coach and their own, you know, whatever coach. But uh, it's just as it's one of those things where they've taken a team sport and they've individualized. And um, I think being able to get them to understand that this is a team sport and, and you have to you have to uh, you know put in more emphasis on 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 you know if you can become happy when your teammates have success and you know. The, my, the old basketball coach at, uh, at uh, Belmont, uh, Rick Bird, who had unbelievable success over the years and since retired this year, he used to always tell his team, you know, it's amazing what can be accomplished when no one cares who gets the credit. So that's mm. the type of thing that you have to really try to instill in them. Are the, you hear the horror stories about baseball parents. Are softball parents comparable? Well, I don't. yeah, I guess they can be, sure. Um, I mean, uh no, I I have been pretty blessed in the, in the fact that uh, um, you know I, I haven't had a lot of a lot of problems with the parents. I think that if they understand expectations from you as a coach as well, then I think that, uh, that they're really apt to, to go along with what you expect of them. You know, if uh, if you don't give them those expectations, then you know they got a, a tendency to get uh, maybe somewhat uh, a little more involved than you would like them. But um, for the most part, I think I do a good job of communicating with them and let them know that hey. You know, from a coaching standpoint, this is kind of what we expect now that your daughter's here, and um, it seems to work pretty well. Well, in, in fairness, though, Coach, what parent is going to get out of line with a coach who was a Green Beret? <laughs> 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 you know? <laughs> well, yeah. that's a good point, I guess. But... <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I'd want to tangle with, with, with a Green Beret as, as far as that goes. No, I, I actually do get that a lot. I think when, when, when people see me or, or meet me, they think sometimes – just from my demeanor and my, you know, I, I don't know, I seem a little bit, um, I get that, hey, you seem like you're a little bit, um, you know, unapproachable or whatever. And it's just the opposite. You know, I'm, I love to talk with people. I love to get to know people. I think that, uh, you know, building relationships with people, that's what, that's what makes life fun, you know, so. Um, yeah, but yeah, really, but really, in sports, there is a one of the elements that makes good teams is discipline, and of course, that's that's the whole foundation of the military. Right. You know, so right. so they go hand in hand. Yes. Yeah, I think I think that discipline and structure is incredibly important. Any learning environment, you have to have that. But uh, I, you know, there's, there's a different type of discipline. When I'm talking discipline, I'm talking about accountability. I'm not talking about you know being that yeller and screamer that that that. Uh, you know that's that's so demanding and, and that you know gets in people's face and demeans them. I'm in no way like that. I, uh, but I will hold you accountable. But you know, life is choices. You make good choices, you get you know good consequences, and, and just the opposite. So um, yeah, I do. I, I bring the, that discipline and, and structure with me. It's something that I've always had, and I, you know, it was just emphasized in the military as well. And as you set up a network of recruiting, where does the relationship with high school coaches and junior college coaches fit in? 
Well, any, any relationship you can have are, are with uh, high school coaches, travel coaches, junior college coaches. The, the more people you know, the more eyes that are out there, you know, the, the, the better off you'll be. So, um, you know, I'm always welcome to that. All right, Coach, I want to thank you for coming on the Eagle Hour. We'll look forward to talking to you more as the season uh, comes around. I want you to know you're welcome here anytime. Uh, we reach Southern Miss fans uh, in a lot of parts of Mississippi, so it's a great avenue for you to promote your program, and, and the show's always available for you to do just that. Well, thank you, and thanks for having me. Okay, Brian Levan, everybody, the new softball coach at Southern Miss. And I guess a pretty busy guy, Kelly. Got a lot to do. Yeah, it's pronounced Levan, but it's spelled L-E-V-I-N. And I'll bet I'll bet that probably drove him nuts too growing up because people would want to pronounce it Levin or Levine, mm-hmm. but it's actually pronounced Levan. And I can relate to that because my last name, of course, being Sanner, S A N N E R, everybody wanted to call me Sanders. Mm-hmm. You know, and you just get to a point where you're just going, yeah, whatever, just. Don't call me late for dinner. You know, call me whatever you want. Yeah, he kind of looks like a former Green Beret, doesn't he? I'm telling you, I wouldn't want to. T- <laughs> I wouldn't want to mess with him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those Green Berets have been known to do do some unspeakable things. Yeah. All right, a couple quick reminders: uh, Eagle Hour at Sully's this Friday. Kelly and I'll be there. Uh, Friday afternoon, got a good guest too, right? Kyle Rohn, the, the men's assistant basketball coach who had quite a career in the high school ranks here in the Hattiesburg area, now returns to Hattiesburg after a stint with Coach Ladner at Southeastern Louisiana. I'm telling you, Bob, they got one of the camps, one of the basketball camps. I'll bet, I'm telling you, there's 150 kids. Good. Unbelievable. A lot of enthusiasm. Yeah, for sure. So it'll be good to talk to Kyle Rohn on Friday. All right, next week on July 3rd, David Sutton will be joining me, and David and I will be joining JT and Rebecca Turner, and we'll be broadcasting live from Columbia, Mississippi during their bicentennial celebration. It's going to be a great day down there. Also setting the stage for their 4th of July event, which will take place on the 6th, actually, the Saturday. Well, my brush with fame has occurred this morning. Yeah. Actually, a little while ago. as the Larry Tate. He's here. Yes, he From, is oh, here. Oh, oh, he's standing up and coming this yeah, way. I could be in be trouble. Coming, he may be coming at you right now. I don't know. But but when, when you said Larry, I said, that's that's got to be that's him, Larry Tate. Uh, we're glad yeah. he's here. Uh, so yeah, we're looking forward to next week. That'll be a big deal. Two hundred years old, the city of Columbia. Crazy. And and getting to be one of the hot spots for the Fourth of July. Yeah, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. We hope that if you're in that area, you'll join us. All right. When we come back, Al Holder updates us on Southern Miss ball players and professional baseball. Don't go anywhere. To the Eagle Hour. Welcome back, everybody. I want to thank Brian Levan for joining us, new softball coach at Southern Miss. Uh, glad to have him in town and uh, enjoyed that conversation with him. I want to remind you about 4th Street Bar and Grill, a great place to enjoy a good plate lunch five days a week. 
Great place to go relax in the evening, play some trivia, shoot some pool, have an adult beverage or two, and enjoy the uh, great memorabilia collection of uh, Southern Miss sports stuff that you'll find uh, throughout the facility there. And you know, if you're if you're having a putting together a fantasy football league, which this is this is a sad statistic, but it's true. The average fantasy football league in America lasts longer than the average marriage. Is that right? How sad is that? But sad. but if you are putting your fantasy football league together, why not have your draft at Fourth Street Bar? There you go. Just tell them that you'd like to do it. They'll set it up for you, there and you uh, probably give you some drink specials too, and whatnot to make your fantasy football draft go real well. Well, there you go. All right, we're going to go up uh, north, up to the Jackson area. We have our official, unofficial minor league baseball correspondent back on the Eagle Hour, the one and only, the growingly famous Al Holder. Al, how are you? I'm doing well, Bob. Is that background noise? Is that my fans beating on the door out there? That is. That's the women standing outside of the studio, Al. It happens every time that we uh, make the mistake of putting on social media that you're gonna you're gonna be. They're knocking on the door saying it's time for your peaches and cottage cheese, Mister Holder. Gosh, I love being put in my place. All right, Al. We call on you about once a month to update us on where the kids from Southern Miss Baseball are now, the ones that went professional and how they're doing. So take it away. Let's hear what you got. Well, let's start with uh, Dozier. Uh, uh, This was as of Tuesday. He went 0 for 4 last night, but he was batting 235 with uh, 234 at-bats, 55 hits and 12 home runs. So he still got a little thump in his bat, but uh, has a propensity to strike out too much. Uh, Cody Carroll, I still don't have any 2019 stats for him. I don't know. I can't quite figure out what is going on with him. Hmm. Uh, Taylor Braley is uh, uh, he's, he's 0-4, ERA of 3.63. He's uh, thrown 62 innings, 11 games, and he's still with uh, the Jupiter club for Miami, which is A advanced. Uh, mm-hmm. Kurt McCarty came back from injury, and uh, he was out there. Uh, they call it extended spring training uh, rehabbing, but uh, his first outing wasn't real good. He, his ERA right now is five point four and in five innings. He's only thrown in two games, and he's mm-hmm. with Lynchburg, which is A advanced. Kind mm-hmm. uh, of Fisk uh, keeps hanging around. He's in Buffalo, Triple A for the Blue Jays, and he's one in three ERA four point five three. In 19 games, mm-hmm. <laughs> Chucky Robinson just seems to be kind of flat right now. He's he's uh, Astros Corpus Christi Triple A club. He's batting 206, but he's played in 56 games and uh, they've got 14 RBIs. They I, they obviously like Chucky, uh, but they're trying to get him. I think probably so he can be a little more aware of uh, breaking balls and. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the the fact too that that he has risen to AAA in in a relatively short period yeah. of time does indeed tell you uh, how they feel about him. So he's probably going to put some miles on in AAA. I, um, I think so. Yeah, but and 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 really, when it comes right down to it, making a break for the big league team, the worst one of the worst teams to play for right now, or at least be in the minor league system, is of the Astros. Because yeah, they're sure. so stinking good at the major yeah. league level, there's just no roster room for you. Right? <laughs> right. That's true. And, and that's one of the reasons uh, you got to like Braley. You know, he, over there with Miami, uh, you know, he, 
if he could ever get it going, he, he might uh, have some upside. Well, you know, the, the 0 and 4 record, lots of times people put too much uh, emphasis on the record, and I, and I get that. It's not real sexy to be 0 and 4, but, right. a, but a 3.6 ERA is decent. You know that's yes, it is. that's marketable. You know, um, yep, and it's exactly right. it's just so competitive. So as so I, the record with Taylor doesn't doesn't bother me because the the ER, the ERA is what I want to look at. Uh, you know? Yeah, and, and a lot of and a lot of times when you're in a ball, they tell you to go out there and throw nothing but sliders or nothing but uh, two seam fastball. They just want to see what you can do based on that. I mean, it's a it's a really a training kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke Reynolds is uh, batting one ninety five, uh, fifty games. He's with the Cubs, Myrtle Beach, and the A. He's A advanced. Uh, and here we go to, with Nick uh, Sandlin. Sandlin has had uh, since he's come back. He's had he, he's with the Indians, uh, Columbus AAA, and since he's moved up to AAA, his ERA is four point nine one. He's he, he's zero and zero. He hadn't lost any, but he's seven. He's pitched in seven games, seven point one innings. He's allowed five hits and four earned runs. He had two home runs. That's where it all came from. Two outings, uh, two guys got a hold of him, and uh, I still think they're they're working him up the ladder. <clears throat> Excuse me, but he uh, uh, and I, and I just got to believe they are working on his delivery so that that these these guys can't pick up what's coming. Al, and, if you, uh, in the future, Al, if you can look too at their walk to strikeout ratio. Yeah, you know, because I'd like to know that because because ideally you want to have at least a three or four to one yeah. walk to he, strikeout ratio. He, he's eight strikeouts, five base on balls. Okay, mm-hmm. see that's not yeah, that's, that's not, not where you want to be. Nick Zandler like right. it? No, it isn't. Yeah, <clears throat> and, and, and that's uh, that's in seven innings. So he he may throw tonight. I don't know. I might try and pick that up and see. But I'll try to put uh, in perspective how how much wiser, how much better. Or the batters you're facing in Triple A baseball oh, compared to college oh, baseball. Tri- triple most of the most of the players in Triple A, I would say a healthy percentage of them, sixty percent, could play in the big leagues. Mm-hmm. They they just they, they've got somebody up ahead that they can't bump out of the way. Uh, they're not real good trade bait for for somebody else. Uh, but most of those guys, uh, they're they. And they make a nice living in AAA, by the way. And, and we're ta- uh, we were talking about Chucky Robinson earlier. Like I said, that's yeah, that's it, that's like a dead end to be in yeah, the yeah. Astros AAA team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You want to be with you know a, a, a major league like the Tigers and the Royals and some teams that just stink. You know where exactly. you can get up there yeah. quicker. Now, Al, another kid that we followed a little bit that that hadn't pitched much but seems to be doing fairly well is J.C. Keys. You got anything on J.C.? I do. He's uh, with he's he was drafted by Cincinnati. And he's with the Greenville, uh, Tennessee Reds. He's in rookie advanced, uh, which is you know pretty that's pretty much where they start them all. He's one and zero. His ERA is zero point zero zero. Two games, four innings, one hit, six strikeouts, no base on balls. Good for J.C. Keys. Now that's yeah. you see your walk to strikeout ratio there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Safe to yep. say, Al, he's he's eating them up with that. Uh, Nasty curveball he's got. Oh, that uh, when, when he's on with that thing, I mean, it's an unhittable after you see a ninety-three mile an hour fastball. Right. So uh, even yeah. if he even if he had walked a guy, just for the ease of the math, like Al said, he yeah. hasn't walked anybody. But if he'd have walked one guy and struck out six, there's your six to one strikeout yeah, to walk exactly. ratio. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Right, right. 
So uh, I, I think maybe people are a little surprised at how well J.C. started out. Fair to say? Yeah, but, you know, again, he's in rookie advance. So if, if they bump him up, you know, all of a sudden you start running into a lot of headwinds. And uh, you better have some pretty good stuff when you start moving. And even in double-A ball, you better have some pretty darn good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Yeah. And, and he has beaten the odds because, as we've mentioned, he's not six feet five inches tall. And as, yeah, as, yeah, right. as he goes up further – the latter, you know, that downward angle that you want yep. to have with pitchers, he's not going to have just because he's not yep. that, that tall. But he, he obviously has been able to, to deal with it, you know, to this point. Now, anybody, so I, I, anybody we haven't mentioned? Matt Walner. Oh, yeah. Well, I've heard of him. Matt. Yeah, how's he doing? Yeah, that might be a pretty good one to mention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll let him know you missed him. Yeah, be sure to tell him that. Yeah. <laughs> he's with the Elizabethan Twins, which is rookie advanced. Uh, he's played in four games. Uh, 17 at-bats, four hits, no home runs, one RBI, uh, seven strikeouts, and I, I don't have the ball. Uh, uh, and uh, he's batting 235. But last night, I, he, he improved to two for four with one strikeout, and he's up to 286 for his batting average. So uh, he's going to – they're going to have to put him on a, a, batty, a pitching machine that throws nothing but sliders. And uh, – and, and, Make him either swing or or uh, uh, or or sit on him. Yeah, but because the most when he gets deep in when he gets deep in the count, he he he, he gets fooled a lot. The most the most important statistic for him though is one point eight million. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> no. that's that's the only one that really matters when, yeah, right. when, it, when yeah. it comes down to it. You know. Yeah, and so, I hope I, I hope he's as good as Clint as Clint Weatherspoon probably still has the first dollar. He ever made, you know, he made like forty-five million dollars in the in the NBA, and it, I'll bet you he still and probably got the interest on the money too. Yeah. So that yeah. career worked out pretty well for him, didn't he? He was, it, he was it, a pretty it, good basketball it, player. You know, when, he was. When, and when, awesome. you, when you look at baseball, though, too, the, the Cleveland Indians. And we'll look, talk about them for just a second. There's a lot of Mississippi flavor. Yep. In the in the Indians organization, we talked about you know Kirk McCarty is in the Indians. Yep. Or Nick Sandlin is with the Indians, yep. and Cleveland just promoted Bobby Bradley, who played his high school ball at Harrison Central down on the coast. Bradley's now up with the big league club. He's a Mississippi guy, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So the Indians, a lot of Mississippi flavor. So if you have to cheer for a team outside of your favorite one, the Indians might be one just because of the Mississippi ties. All right, yeah, they're, Al. Seven, they're seven and a half back of the twins right now. Yeah, there you go. Well, Al, thanks so much, man. We always uh, always appreciate your updates and always enjoy our visits with you. Yep. Y'all take care. All thanks right. for doing the show, man. Al Holder, everybody, up from Brandon, Mississippi. It's about nap time for him, I think. Right, and, and now the ladies are beginning to disperse <laughs> out, out right. of the parking lot. All right, we'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I want to thank Brian Levan for joining us, new softball coach at Southern Miss. Also, Al Holder for updating us on uh, kids from Southern Miss and how they're doing in uh, professional baseball. And Kelly has a line of the day when he says the only 
stat that counts for Matt Walner is $1.8 million. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if, my, if my mom and dad, I'm saying, that's okay. That, as long as that check clears, you know, we're, we're, we're good. All right, got another guest, and this one's in the studio with us. Uh, Larry Tate is the corporate sales director for TeleSouth Communications. He's the, go, he's the guy managers go to when they have problems, need things. If you, if you need something, you pick up the phone, Kelly, and you call Larry. I, and and I want you Larry to, delivers for you. And I want you to know he, he talked to me today. Did he? He said, uh, and who are you? <laughs> well, a lot of people say that about you, Kelly. Well, Larry and I were talking before the show. Larry's a big sports fan, uh, like all of us, and uh, follows college sports very closely. And, Larry, you made a really interesting comment to me. I wanted to ask you to elaborate on it. You said, I asked you about the World Series tonight, the final game, and you said, I hope Michigan wins because it will be good for college baseball. Right. What do you mean by that? Uh, well, you know, uh, the fact that Michigan made it there, strong population base in the Midwest, if, if you'll remember, they had the vote a couple of weeks ago to add a third paid coach, the NCAA, and basically it was blocked by the Big Ten. Uh, Joe Delaney, the Big Ten commissioner, is the one who had that. To the uh, – though the Michigan coach and several other Big Ten baseball coaches did not agree with Delaney on that. So the point is you need the Big Ten – to get involved in baseball. Uh, when you look at their footprint, they have more television homes and population base than the Big 12 Conference, some of the conferences, a couple of conferences combined. So if you have uh, excitement about college baseball in the Big 10, you need the Big 10 help to get this legislation changed. Mm-hmm. The 11.7 scholarships and the third baseball coach. And so to get them behind it, you need them to have success on the field. And you need to have their fan bases. Look at the number of Michigan fans that are in Omaha, Nebraska. It's surprising how many are yeah. there. Yeah. And so if I am in the South and I want, I need Michigan, I need the Big Ten's help, I'm more likely to get their help if they win this Big Ten. And now, because you got to remember, Michigan did not win the Big Ten Conference. Mm-hmm. Indiana won the regular season. Ohio State won the tournament. And here's Michigan goes on the road to Oregon State on the road to UCLA, and they're one win away from an Compare, Do you think there's comparison between Michigan's run and what Coastal Carolina did? Or is Michigan a different animal? No, I think it's more like Fresno State a few years ago, where Fresno State, I think, was a three seed and won it all. Uh, Coastal Carolina, you're right, did do that. But uh, they, they were a higher seed, mm-hmm. I think, in the tournament than uh, Michigan was. Uh, that's a great job that's been done at Michigan because you got to realize – they have to play all of their meaningful games the first half season on the road. Mm-hmm. They because of the a, weather. Because of the weather. They take a swing out west. They take a swing in the southwest or down south. But the point you, the point you make about the Big Ten swinging a big stick, if you yeah. you can use that, uh, that analogy, when you look at four, just four of the schools in the, big, in the Big Ten, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and Nebraska. I mean, when you talk about big kahunas, Yep. Those schools are about as big as it gets. Well, and, and you know, I've told Bob this before. I, I'll look at the Big Ten Network. My history kind of goes back there. I like, I like to watch the Big Ten. I like the traditions of it. The reason you don't see, much like, unlike the SEC, where certain schools are highlighted day and night and you're beat to death with it, you don't see that on the Big Ten Network because they can't afford to do it. Because some of the lower 10 programs have a higher population and base and TV number of homes than Michigan and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. You can't diss on Illinois. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't diss on some of those schools because Rutgers. Yeah, you can't call the baby ugly. Right. So where in the Southeastern Conference you have this great disparity in population basis from states to states, and quite frankly, the SEC don't care if some schools get mad or not because there's not enough TV homes to affect the ad dollars mm. and the revenue. Structure. And as long as the checks are clear and keep your mouth shut. That's right. In the, right. In the, right. the SEC. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Corner, take your check and go home. Hey, you made an interesting right. point to me I didn't realize. You said many, many more TV homes in the Big Ten than the SEC. There are more t- total television homes in the Big Ten. That's why Joe Delaney and the Big Ten, uh, they still carry weight. And if you really want to see some major ch- change, you know, I'm a numbers guy, and mm-hmm. I like looking at the business of sports. If the Pac-12 – and the Big Ten really wanted to play hardball and really on the same page, they could affect a lot of legislation uh, because those two compared together versus the SEC and ACC, the Big 12 is kind of in neutral. They would win. If it come to a showdown, they would win. Well, look at the metropolitan areas. Penn State is uh, uh, well, he's up in the Pittsburgh area. That's right. Rutgers is Philadelphia. All right. The entire state of Michigan – Mm-hmm. With Michigan State and Michigan, you got Detroit in there, mm-hmm. Columbus, Ohio, you know all of all of Western Ohio, right. the Chicago area of Sh- Champaign Urbana. I mean, these are huge metropolitan right. areas. They're you know? huge areas. I mean, you know, the Southeastern Conference is, you know, I mean, it's business is business. I'm not blaming the SEC. Right. Like you're going to follow the numbers. Well, the numbers are in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, Louisiana, and Texas. And you can add Arkansas, Mississippi, and South Carolina together, and it does not equal the the TV homes of any of those states on a single basis. Right. So, hey, it's just like us in our business. You follow the numbers. Hey, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Kentucky football, we're glad you're here because we got to have somebody to keep everybody from going uh, – <laughs> So we we need some we need some we need some seven and four seven and five teams. I mean that's just the reality. Right. All right, Larry. Thank you, man. All right, man. Larry Tate, corporate sales director for Telesouth Communications. That wraps it up for today. We'll be back tomorrow at one o'clock. And until then, everyone, Southern Miss to the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.